Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. I'm Heather Caro, and I am your host for this morning's Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining me. Hope you all had a great weekend. Let's get our day started the right way with a little prayer in the morning. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good morning, God. You are ushering in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I am to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday, and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in your way. But Lord, I am well aware I cannot make it on my own, so take my hand and hold it tight, for I cannot walk alone. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you for joining me. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. We've got a jam-packed morning full of guests this morning. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and. We are going to get started uh, with Father Chuck Simple from Holy Spirit uh, Parish here in Sioux Falls. Father Chuck, are you with me? Good morning, Father Chuck. Good morning. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. Thanks for joining me today. It's been a while. I know, I know. (laughs) So tell the folks a little bit about yourself, Father. Well, uh, currently still the pastor at Holy Spirit Parish here in Sioux Falls, and uh, it's a very uh, great parish to be involved with, as we are named after the Holy Spirit. So, actually, we were dedicated uh, first mass with Monsignor Androsco, our founding pastor, on, on the Feast of Pentecost Perfect. in May of uh, 1991. So, uh, it's a wonderful time as we get ready for Pentecost Sunday as a kind of a celebration too of the dedication of our church here, way back in 1991. Way back, Father. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm excited to have you on today because we're uh, yesterday was the Ascension and right. the Feast of the Ascension. And so I'm excited to have you on to talk about that. But first, a lot of people get the Assumption and the Ascension <laughs> confused. So why don't we start there? Sure. Well, there are two different people that it's involved. Of course, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin is the feast that we celebrate in August, August 15th. And it's a very important feast in the Church, too, that when Mary was assumed uh, body and soul into heaven. And that's uh, one of the great feasts in our Church. And then we also have, as we just celebrated, used to be, for most of us probably my age, and even those a bit younger than me, remember Ascension Thursday, which uh, some dioceses have kept is the Ascension of the Lord, in distinction to the Assumption of Mary, on Thursday, uh, 40 days or so after Easter. Uh, so around here, most of the dioceses, although if you go a little bit south into Omaha, the Omaha Diocese uh, still celebrates the Ascension of the Lord on Thursday, the Thursday before we were celebrated on Sunday. But a lot of the dioceses west of the Mississippi River which includes, of course, our Diocese of Sioux Falls and Rapid City and mm-hmm. the North Dakota Diocese, too, 
Uh, we moved it to Sunday a few years back already because of uh, largely because the territory that a lot of priests have to cover uh, oh. and uh, having to go to masses on a holy day like on Thursday, and then going back to parishes, especially those that have several miles between churches. And that's in a lot of parts of uh, South Dakota, especially mm-hmm. West River, even some of our parishes in East River. And then, of course, the two dioceses in North Dakota, Bismarck and Fargo, would have many of the same sort of circumstances that priests would have in our diocese, too. So they moved it to Sunday. So it's the Sunday before Pentecost. And so last Sunday, which was just yesterday, we celebrated the Feast of the Ascension of the Lord in our parishes here. So... Thinking, I'm thinking logistically, and I tend to do this, Father. So Jesus ascended into heaven, and then he sent down the Holy Spirit. In reality, do we know about how much time that actually was for the apostles when they were Well, the- that's a good question, and one that, of course, theologians and even Scripture scholars still kind of try to figure out today. You know, really, yeah. it's, a, there's a, it's really three different acts of a whole play, if you want to use that sort okay. of metaphor. So we have the, the crucifixion and the passion of Christ and the resurrection. That's the first act. And then we have the ascension, which is the exaltation of Jesus into the mm-hmm. heavens. And then the third is Pentecost. Mm-hmm. So it's really uh, how that all came about in actual time in history when the Lord was, was on this earth, we're not quite sure. But, sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the, the important part is not so much the literal uh, mm-hmm. interpretation of it, but what, you know, 40 is a very important uh, number in the scriptures. Remember from the Old Testament, the uh, 40 years in the desert for the traveling to the promised land of the chosen people, the uh, 40 days of the flood, uh, uh, 40, uh, the, and the 40 days that Jesus spent in the preparation for his ministry in the desert before he started. So mm-hmm. the 40 days after Easter, becoming the ascension of the Lord, and then, of course, Pentecost. Uh, the word Pentecost comes from the 50, you know, the five, 50 days after Easter, when the coming of the Holy Spirit came. So Beautiful. I love the cemetery that we have. So yeah. I wanted I wanted to know um, because you are a great homilist. I do. <laughs> what what did you uh, have for your parishioners yesterday for your? Well, homily? you know, it, it, I kind of fitted in a lot with uh, not only here in Sioux Falls, I think around our area, if graduation time, and mm-hmm. I used the, the the theme of saying goodbye and also. The pain sometimes that happens, especially when we have good friends that are leaving us, like Jesus, but leaving his disciples. It was a tough goodbye for the disciples, but there's always after a goodbye a hello. Mm. And the hellos uh, give us the new experiences that even when we're graduating from, you know, a lot of times now schools graduate a preschool, high school, yeah. and so there's so many graduations. But I mean, the major ones in our lives high school, college when we're going into a career, there's always those goodbyes of friends and uh, of people that we were in school with or that we were doing something with. And then I, the major goodbyes that we have to say sometimes, even with the death of family members and uh, uh, moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas. And then the hello after of not only them, we hope, going to heaven, but also the hellos of, of how we keep trying to live on what they informed and given to our lives. And so I kind of used that as a theme, and I related it to 
how Jesus, when he went up into the heavens with his disciples, had to, uh, to give them some instructions. He told mm-hmm. them to evangelize. And, you know, this kind of is a give and take. So they were to evangelize because they have been evangelized themselves. And so right. we, most of us, we hope, who have good moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas have been evangelized in our faith by them. And then we're required and asked to do the same, that we have to go evangelize, whether in our schools or homes or business places. uh, The importance of being good evangelizers is is important. And then Jesus told them to heal. Now, physical healings are great, and the Lord certainly did those. And sometimes people experience that even now, uh, miraculous healings that are possible. But he was more interested, too, in a healing of the whole body, not just the of physical healing, but people need spiritual healing and, and psychological healing that, of course, many people needed through the pandemic. People that were lonely, people that uh, didn't have visitors, whatever. So, again, most of us have experienced sometimes healing from good friends that have been with us through difficult times or, or people that have helped us, and then we want to be the same. And then the whole... The, being ready to get the Holy Spirit into our hearts and to be mm-hmm. open to that Spirit, as the Lord was telling them. He's not leaving them orphaned. He's going right. to send us, send us and them the Holy Spirit to help us. And that, I think, an important part, too, they didn't have to go through it alone. They were there as disciples of the Lord. And they, you know, they went out in pairs and, and groups, because we all know that. None of us are, always have the greatest day in our life. We, something happens, and <laughs> When we have a friend or a spouse or a, a really a soulmate that we can talk to, and, and sometimes we help them and they help us, and that's important. And the Lord told us we didn't have to be alone in this journey. We're going to have mm-hmm. people with us that will help us, and we can help them to go forward to be disciples of Christ. Absolutely. Well, and that's so reassuring uh, to know that. Um, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Father Chuck Simple from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, from Holy Spirit here in Sioux Falls. And we're just talking kind of about uh, what his homily was about yesterday <laughs> for the Ascension. And I think what's it, I've been doing the Equip program with Dr. Bergwald. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we've been going through the Old Testament. And it's been interesting for me to fathom what life would have been like without the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I can't fathom that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I think that's where, you know, the, probably the disciples after Jesus ascended were thinking much the same sort of thoughts. <laughs> what are we yeah. going to do if we kind of do this on our own? Mm-hmm. And that's why he reassured them of this coming of the Holy Spirit, of course, that we're going to celebrate next Sunday on Pentecost. But mm-hmm. uh, that was a reassuring thing to them because... I, I suppose that feeling was in their minds and hearts, too, wondering, mm. well, what's this all about? And he's leaving us. And I think even as the scriptures point out, they, they were standing there uh, in the clouds until they were told, hey, you got to move on. And I suppose <laughs> they might have thought he's just going to come back pretty soon. Right, he's, he's just, done it before. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and so uh, is he going to reappear to <laughs> us again? And uh, but uh, and so it was that uh they're waiting for the Holy Spirit to be uh, coming into their lives and hearts, and that that made a big difference. So, yeah, it would have been, mm-hmm. um, I think, impossible to go on, because, first of all, if they didn't get that insight of the Holy Spirit, they could have, uh, I don't think, hung together uh, mm-hmm. as uh, disciples, but rather would have probably, through their grief and just not knowing what to do, 
and knowing the power they had of this spirit to keep the ministry going, it would have really floundered and probably just ended without the Holy Spirit coming into their lives. Yeah. I think the Holy Spirit is overlooked quite often, um, you know, and we forget how powerful He really is um, in our lives. So that's... We're just talking with Father Chuck Simple, and we're going to take a quick break, Father, and then when we come back, we're going to talk some more. Um, okay. We're going, to talk, we're going to talk a little bit about, do we know when Christ is going to return? So okay. that's kind of an interesting question, and I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this, folks. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Come to Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich on Saturday, May 22nd, and experience the treasures of the church. Over 150 sacred relics of the saints will be available for prayer and veneration. Father Carlos Martins for the Companions of the Cross will give a teaching on the church's use of relics that is a scriptural, devotional, and leads to a renewal of the Catholic faith for many people. Saturday, May 22nd at 3.30 p.m. at Holy Cross in Ipswich. Visit holycrossipswich.org for more information. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro, and I am your host for Real Presence Live this morning. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful morning. I hope your weather is as nice as mine is, and I hope you're getting as much rain as we are here in the Sioux Falls area. Um, We're talking with Father Chuck Simple this morning from the Holy Spirit Parish here in Sioux Falls, and we're just discussing the Ascension and kind of what he talked about in his homily yesterday. And then I kind of left you with a little teaser, do we know when Christ will return? (laughs) So tell us, Father, when when will that happen? (laughs) Well, that would be, be, I guess there would be uh, 
somewhat good to know and somewhat do we really want yeah. to know that? Do I mean, we we're really? always told, we're always told because none of us know the length of time we have on this earth to be prepared to meet the Lord at any time, any day. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's something I guess we sometimes think about, but it's an important thing to keep in mind. The second coming of Christ, uh, as uh, even the, de- the apostles and disciples were asking that question to Jesus when he would talk about leaving, and he said, you know, that's just up to God the Father in heaven. And uh, he uh, mm-hmm. did not give any indications that uh, when that would happen. Of course, they thought, as we probably sometimes do, that it was going to happen pretty soon. And then some people uh, take the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, sometimes pretty literally, which we as Catholics are uh, not to do. We always kind of do a little criticism in a good way, so that we're not just looking at words that just might have, we might apply to a meaning today that uh, don't really make that much sense. And so some people say the Book of Revelation has indications when Christ will come again and uh, all those things. Well, we just never know. Uh, I guess the thing we are always asked to do is to be ready at any time, any moment, for our last breath, and then uh, when the Lord decides to come again in glory, and as we hear in chapter 25 of Matthew's Gospel, uh, separating us from the sheep and the goats, we hope we're on the side of the sheep mm-hmm. to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. And so uh, I guess it's uh, one of those things that the speculation is a good or bad. Well, if the speculation helps us to be prepared, then that's good. Sure. If it makes us, like, uh, fearful or um, kind of wondering if he's ever going to come, because we think, wow, 2,100 years and nothing more has happened, then uh, why would that make any difference now than if it's going to be so long? So, mm. Well, mm-hmm. and I think, too, that we have to remember that God is not of our time, you yeah. know? So who knows? It could be millions of years for all we know, or it could be tomorrow. We don't yeah. really know. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so don't become too obsessed with it, but be, right. yeah, I be think ready. You know, be ready, but, you know, uh, <laughs> we just don't. And I think a lot of these predictions, which a lot of people have made throughout history, all the way of saying it's going to end pretty soon, um, mm-hmm. you know, they've been proven to be wrong because we're still here, <laughs> and we're still waiting for him to come back. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 if it can help us, be prepared, that's good. But if it gets us into trying to figure out the various things that the Bible might have indicated or whatever, I think that's kind of a, a bit of a waste of our time to, mm-hmm. to just to, to worry about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yesterday I was at the uh, cathedral for Mass, and I had Father Andrew Thuringer for the priest, mm-hmm. and he uh, was explaining Mass, and he was explaining about how it is ascending forth to go out and proclaim uh, the goodness of the Lord, and so he was explaining about how we're being educated at Mass and prepared with the Eucharist to go out. So during break, I told you about a gentleman here in the Sioux Falls area that um, I don't know what denomination he is, but he literally has a blowhorn, and he stands on the corner, and he uh, preaches about uh, the Gospels and, and God and Jesus and all the good news, mm-hmm. and it's I've, I it's interesting because people roll down their windows and are listening to him. You know, sure. I'm just like, wow, he's so brave to do that. What are some ways that we can do it without a blowhorn? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you know, I mean, you know, it, it's uh, 
I guess we always have to be uh, somewhat sensitive to our audiences, and certainly he's just uh, out there. Apparent. I have not seen the person myself, but apparently he feels like, and that this does happen not only in Sioux Falls, but in other places too, where people will uh, preach on the streets. And uh, and I would imagine some people are at least um, wondering or at least inquisitive about what he, what he or she may be saying. Mm-hmm. But again, I think uh, in real life, what's going to help people and make people kind of listen, but not only listen, but to change their minds and hearts and help them to be closer to the Lord, that takes, uh, like probably Father Thuringer was pointing out, uh, a sensitivity to whatever, sometimes in our workplaces or in our schools or regardless of where God puts us uh, from Sunday through Sunday, so our general work week, uh, how we are sensitive to being disciples of the Lord and helping others grow in faith. And, you know, sometimes, I know parents sometimes struggle with this even with their own children, Mm -hmm. because some of their adult children, and sometimes even younger, uh, don't have, seem to have that interest in the faith, or fallen away from the church, or don't practice their faith. And Sometimes, a lot of times they'll ask, and not only me, but other priests or deacons or even friends of theirs, what do we do? How do I, mm-hmm. when I go visit them and they don't want to go to church or they don't go to church or whatever? And I guess, you know, there's that sensitivity. None of us, I think, like to be nagged. You know, we just yes. feel when somebody's nagging us, it doesn't really do much good. We kind of turn that off. Mm-hmm. And that can even happen with people that are shouting in a blowhorn. We can just say, what? Really? Is that, mm-hmm. why is that, you know? And so I'm not saying that's for everybody, but mm-hmm. uh, being nagged into something, most of us, if we're just going to enter something kicking and screaming into it, it isn't going to really have a long-term effect. But when parents or others, and we can see little inroads at times, being sensitive to, they might give us an opening sometime to talk about it and, uh, and to say, hey, and then, of course, like for most of us, our faith pretty much was caught by what we saw more than what we heard. So when we saw people like our moms and dads and how important faith was and, mm-hmm. and, and how faith really made a determining factor in their lives, then that kind of helps us to say, hey, you know, it was so important. How did they get through these things? And they did it through faith. And then that say, well, you know, a lot of times, as we know, there's a ton of people in our world that really don't have a lot of meaning in life. And they're struggling because they, they, they might just do their jobs and they're, you know, they just don't find meaning. And so when they can sense that somebody is, has a meaning and a happiness and a fulfillment in life, and they see what's given them that is their faith, then it sometimes catches on to them, too. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Not everybody needs a sledgehammer. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Father Chuck Simple this morning. We're uh, discussing the Ascension, which was yesterday. And uh, we're just talking about different ways that we can go out into the world and be an example of Christ to others. Um, so I like to think of um, a lot of times, too, I, I've learned through a group that I used to attend that you can't always control other people. And so to let go of that is so refreshing and such a relief. You can continue to pray for maybe your sons or daughters that have fallen away from the church, but you really can't control anyone but yourself, you know? 
And that has just been such a gift for me to understand and then to have that love and sympathy for someone else, you know, to yeah. take away the sledgehammer and just uh, do it as an example. How do you how do you handle, you know, when you have, because I'm sure you have a lot of parents that come up to you and say, what do I do, Father? What do I do? How do I get them back? Well, and again, it's uh, there's no, like, uh, cookie-cutter approach to it. It's kind of depending upon... Uh, where they're at, and uh, again, you know, uh, a sensitivity to uh, mm-hmm. uh, just making sure that you, you're kind of listening to, because a lot of times, as we know, uh, younger people and even some of us older people don't necessarily like to be preached at. We like to have somebody listen, and sometimes even just uh, giving them the opening to express their frustrations with. Mm faith or the church, and, and sometimes people have had some legitimate frustrations. They might have been hurt by a mm-hmm. clergy person, and uh, not, not necessarily through a, a sexual abuse, but just even through harshness or mm-hmm. something happened where they, uh, you know, they just, and once they can kind of start naming that, and then understanding that, yep, mm-hmm. the church is made up of human beings, none of us are perfect. But we're all trying to to get it to get to heaven together, and so you know sometimes it's just that matter of of allowing that person to have the ability to uh, express what what what's really not fair in their life that uh, mm-hmm. caused them to make this happen, and so that then gives us the opening to what might be the next step. So, like I said, I don't think it's like you can say, "Hey, this is always going to work," or <laughs> "This isn't going to work," or whatever. You kind of have yeah. to. You kind of have to play it, you know, by ear, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, the one book I really, really uh, recommend, and a lot of people have taken it, was this book by Teresa Noble, The Prodigal You Love, Inviting oh. Loved Ones Back to the Church. This She became a sister, but she was a former atheist herself, grew up in a really Catholic home with good Catholic mom and dad, but then decided that, just wasn't for her when she went on to college, but then found uh, the Lord and back in her life and actually became a, a sister, a wow. religious woman. And so uh, uh, she joined the Daughters of St. Paul, and uh, I think she lived somewhere in Miami or Florida or something. But at any rate, she, in that book, it's very easy to read, too. It, it's In that book, she points out what affected her to come back and what turned her off. And so, mm-hmm. and so, it really gives a good insight on the things that she heard mm-hmm. from people when she was an atheist and when she wasn't believing in God that weren't helpful to her to get her to come back, and things that she found to be very helpful to her as she did come back. And so, I recommended that book to several parents, and uh, a lot of them come back and say, "Hey, that was really great to read," and uh, gave them some sort of understanding of what they could say and couldn't say. Right. So say again the name of the book and the author. The Prodigal You Love, and then it's subtitled Inviting Loved Ones Back to the Church. Hmm. And it's Teresa Noble, N-O-B-L-E. And uh, it's, uh, it's, I I think you can find it probably even at the Mustard Seed. Probably. (laughs) It it, it might be a book that uh, you could find... uh, Around, I know it's available like on Amazon places too. But it's yeah. a, it's a really, it's 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 very. She writes a very practical book because she's been through it herself. You know, she she was one that fell away and uh, 
went kind of the went to the darkness mm-hmm. of college life and everything, and then uh, it was through the help of others, though, too, that uh, that were sensitive to her and that uh, didn't nag her or didn't put her down, but started listening to her story and then tying it into how Christ could be part of that story in her life. So interesting. Yeah. Well, you never know which way the Holy Spirit's going to take conversations, because we started right. with the Ascension, and here we've ended up with <laughs> fallen away Catholics, so you just never know. Yeah. Right. It, uh, any last thoughts, Father Chuck? We've only got a minute left. Well, no, it's always a pleasure to uh, visit with you and the, the people that tune in to Real Presence Radio. I know it's been an effective tool for what the Ascension's all about, evangelizing people to give them the good news. And as we all know, in our world today, give them the joy of living out the faith because there isn't a lot of joy sometimes in people's lives. And so the more we can be men and women, boys and girls of joy, that's going to be effective in our witness to Christ, of Christ to the world. Amen. Father Chuck, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have all a great right. day. You too. Thank you. Yep. Bye. All right. So that was Father Chuck Simple. Uh, and he is the pastor here at Holy Spirit Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're going to take a break, and we come back. We're going to have Gene Weller on and talking about a summer pilgrimage you might be able to take on your own. So stay tuned. We'll be back more with Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 